The Yellow Packaging, episode 19. Rate and review us on iTunes. You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver. Living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing. About something. And about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back. Listen up. And get a new view on what it's like. And get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Hello. This is Colton. This is Jessalyn. And this is episode 19. I can't believe it. We are close to the 20 mark. We should do something big for I the I feel 20. like we should. What should it be? Should we interview somebody? Yeah, we should have a guest. Let's think about a guest. Um, so it's been a little over a month, a month and like nine days. We're yeah. a bit behind, but you know, life gone the way. Yeah, summer. Summer, you know how it is. He's... Yeah. He's just treating me so well. <laughs> Except for you guys had like a little bit of a smoky yeah, break. Just he was a bit, you know, heated. Oh, he good one. He was kind of like you know suffocating me a bit. So oh I gosh, like, I think he was doing that to yeah, me too. I know he was just all up in everybody's business. I was like, I just need a break. I can't do any strenuous exercise with you. <laughs> and I just gotta take it easy and stay yeah. indoors. Summer understands though. He's very understanding. Oh, today he was very understanding. Yeah, he's cooling off now. You know. Yeah. He's come around. He's come around. I think he's good. I think we're going to be good all weekend, too. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, um, been a little over a month. Yeah, well, you've been busy. Yeah, you've been so away. I have been away. I've been traveling for work. So I think when I last posted that episode, it was pretty much right when I left for Asia for work. So yeah. I was in Hong Kong for work, which was really, it was all right, mm-hmm. hot. And then was in Ho Chi Minh City, not so bad. Yeah. Hot as well. Got some mani pedis in Ho Chi Minh. Oh. My first time getting mani pedis there, and it was actually really, really nice. Is it your first time ever? I've had mani mani pedis before, but not in Vietnam. Okay. Um, I thought it was cheap, but it wasn't really that. It wasn't that cheap, but then I don't know. It was like thirty five bucks. Oh, that's still cheap for mani and a pedi. Mani pedi, and then like a foot massage and a hand massage. Oh, they're the OGs over there. But no Robin tugs. Oh, that a happy ending. <laughs> Do they do that? At I don't know. Manny oh my god! Places? Can you imagine? Ew! Massage <laughs> <laughs> um, your feet. <laughs> it gets a little bit higher. Sick. No thanks. So yeah, I got Manny Petties on like I think like the first or second day I was there, and then the last day I went and got like massages. Oh nice! It's probably really cheap. To get yeah, I think the too. massage was like twenty bucks. Damn. For like 60, 65 minutes. So it's really good. good. Got some hot stones on my bum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was really scared that they think that it was like a rub and tug kind of situation, so I was like on alert the entire time. Just like, relax. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I was like clenched. <laughs> it's like don't do anything to They're me. Like relax, okay? Yeah. They're like no. But it was no. nice though. Yeah, I really enjoyed Vietnam this time. But yeah, and at then, twenty bucks an hour, you could do that like every day. You're there. That's true. Yeah, it's it's cheap in yeah. that situation. Yeah, I just for some reason I thought it'd be like five dollars an hour, but that's like ghetto ass massage. I went to a bit more bougie. But, um, and then after that, I went on vacation. Yes. I went to Tokyo to visit my friend Hanji, who also listens to this podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Shout out to you. Um, yeah. Is that your first time going to Tokyo? Very first time in Tokyo. And I will say, when I was there, the first thing that popped up in my head, like, like, second day in was, 
there really aren't a lot of garbage cans anywhere. <laughs> You're yeah, right. Yeah, I was telling you. Don't carry your coffee cup around because it'll take you a while to throw out. Yeah, you just end up throwing it in your backpack. Yeah, and exactly. With you. Well, my friend Hunchy was telling me that like a lot of people there, they carry a garbage bag around with them because there's no garbage cans anywhere. That totally makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. irregardless of that situation. Irregardless. It was amazing. It was really, really fucking humid though. Like, I never thought I could get that sweaty before. Oh goodness, was like, your shirt like steamy yeah, after? Yeah, pretty, I felt like it was at least. <laughs> I felt like I had just jumped out of a pool with my shirt on. Oh no. Like, and that was like 15 minutes after I just stepped out the door. So it was like yeah. stuck to you? Yeah, it was just gross. So I made sure I wore like light colored shirts the entire time because gray does not look good. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. No, I get um, those frisbees. But yeah, it was good. It was actually really nice because I spent a lot of the time on my own because yeah. uh, my friend was working, so... I just spent like the day just exploring and she gave me a list of places to hit up and I just went and did my thing. And I'm starting to realize I really like doing stuff like that on my own. I feel like I'm not on yeah. anybody's schedule. I don't really have to think about what other people want. I can just do what you want to do, do what I want, get what I want, go where I want, which was really fun. So I kind of liked how it turned out. I was a bit apprehensive at first, but yeah, but I'm glad that I had like my phone with me and I had like a SIM card because I wouldn't be able to get it wrong yeah, if I didn't helps. have it. But yeah, I loved Tokyo a lot. It's so easy to get around there. Yeah, totally. And you just feel like you're almost at home when you're there. Yeah. Which is nice. I want to go back too. Yeah, it was really great. Highlight. It, what's your most favorite thing you did there? My most favorite thing I did there was probably um, just hitting up all the bars. Like, I I really appreciate that the Japanese culture there, they pay a lot of attention to just like the small things, you know, like the details and things. Like okay. you can go to, you can walk down an alley and all of a sudden look to your right and just walk up like a flight of stairs and there's this tiny little three seater bar. But the guy that's sitting there is like, he pays close attention to how he makes his drinks. Yeah. It's just like, it could, it doesn't have to be like a bougie ass bar and you can still get the same amount of quality as if you're dining at a bougie ass place or drinking yeah. at a bougie ass place. You know what I mean? And I find that in Tokyo, there's a niche for everything. There's no matter what your thing is, there's something there for you, yeah. which I really appreciate. And I really like that. But What's the clubs like? Like when we went, um, I was pregnant, so we didn't really do much of the like nightlife yeah. stuff. I didn't I, I didn't go to any clubs. I went to like one sort of club. And it was called Bridge Bar in Shibuya. And it was like they had a live DJ there. But it was kind of like my kind of scene because nobody's really like... Dancing? It, yeah, nobody... Well, they're, they're dancing, but you don't have like... You know the typical club scene in Vancouver is like you have a lot of like slutty ass girls that yeah. are just like like have like underwear on like a bra yeah and you have like douchey guys that are just trying to like show their macho-ness to everybody yes when you go to like when you go there like people are in backpacks and like toques <laughs> and i was like this is my kind of scene you know what i mean like you don't have to feel pressured to be somebody or know somebody or you know be a celebrity you can just show up in a fucking backpack and like shorts and listen to great music and dance you know oh see that's nice that's yeah. more like my scene too yeah it was just it was a little more laid back and i really appreciate that and yeah i think uh the favorite thing i did there was probably going to like the conveyor belt sushi and oh. doing like the conveyor belt stuff it was so fun like you order off an ipad and then it shoots out and then that's it really and then at the end of the day you just that you tally up your bill and then you go pay and it was like i would i ate a lot of sushi and it only cost me about like 12 dollars. wow it is cheap to eat yeah and it, Japan. Totally, but anyways, that's so kind cool. of cool. I want to go back. Tokyo in a nutshell, right there. Yeah. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It was so fun. You were there what for a week? A week, yeah. Just like yeah, a little over a week. Like I think eight days. Yeah. But yeah, I cool. miss it. I miss my friend Hanji. Oh, 
Yeah, but... Come back. Yeah. Or he'll go to you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I want to go... I need Oh, this... next trip. Can you do your next... Yeah, I was thinking about... But I, trip? I was thinking about that, but I want to go to other places too, right? It's like, I, yeah. I don't think I'm ready to do Tokyo again. Like, as fun as it was, I spent a lot of money, <laughs> you yeah. know? Because it's like when you're there for a social amount of time and you know you're not going to go back, you're just like, okay. You gotta live it up. You gotta live it up. So, yeah. But yeah, that was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I went. It's like something I could cross off my bucket list now. Yeah. What's going on with you? Uh, what is going on with us? Me. So there's know. talks of an up and coming uh, celebrity and the next baby celebrity. Oh, yeah. I just totally forgot about that. <laughs> so um, No biggie. <laughs> no biggie. Me and Issa went to an audition yeah. today. Yeah. What's going on with that? Give me the deets. Um, so my friend on Facebook, I don't really use Facebook, but I was on it the yeah. other night and... Uh, I was like, oh, casting or looking for mothers and newborns. Right. And I was like, okay, maybe me and Issa can apply for this. <laughs> this is like maybe 2.30 in the morning. I yeah. was just like feeding her and then I was on my phone. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. So I sent them, you, they, you need to send them a little blurb, right. blah, blah, blah. Sent a couple photos of me and Issa. They wanted selfies too. Sent those and then they called me back and... I found out it was like a friend of mine who was like going through the emails. Yeah. So like, hey, do you want to go to audition? Yeah. So this is yesterday. Do you want to go today uh, for today? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds really cool. I'll do right. it between 9 and 11. So then we went um, and they give you the sheet like beforehand. Like this is the scenario. It's like you with the baby. It's like a hospital setting. Okay. You don't know if it's like a sad moment or a happy moment, but the camera pans into the mom holding yeah. the baby. Yeah. And she sheds, like, a single tear. I was like, what? I was like, you want me to cry? (laughs) Not only cry, but cry with just just one one tear. tear. So I was like, okay. I was like, what do I do? I'm like, I don't know what to do. So we go, they call my name, and they're like, hey, um, introduce yourself. Yeah. Let us know your height. And they're, like, filming it. Um, And then introduce your baby. And then maybe, like, send out a message to someone you miss. So I was like, Okay. I was like, oh, this is the single tear part. So yeah. I was like, okay. Okay, first, the other thing, I totally messed up. I was like, introduced myself, forgot to introduce Issa. It's like, hey, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, sorry, can you start again? I have a baby, her name is Issa. And they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So anyways, we did it. Um, and then he told me the scenario. I was like, these are your cue marks. You want to stand here? So it's like three spots okay. I had to stand. And then um, you want to look there because that's like your father. You think he's dying. Yeah. He might be taking his last breath. And then maybe move over here and you're like really embracing the moment because this could be the like last. his time yeah. to go. And then maybe sit down if you want. But yeah. don't force it. So I can just imagine myself already thinking about it. I'm, like, I'm going to cry like, wee, <laughs> <laughs> papa. Totally. <laughs> Try to improv. It's like know? the tears are already coming. <laughs> you're like, no, not oh. yet. Don't cry yet. <laughs> And I couldn't do it. I was like getting nervous. <laughs> and then so they're like, okay, these are the marks. I'm like, okay. Um, so just kept thinking about my dead grandmother. Yeah. It's like, this is going to be it. And then I sat, I was like, how long? I'm like, oh, I can feel a tear coming. So I like had stretched it out. Boom. Single oh! <laughs> High five. <laughs> I was like, awesome. Nailed it. And they're like, wow, that was really great. And like, hey, do you have time to read for another part? Oh, shit. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And I'm like, oh, is it like another sad scene? And he's like, yes. I was like, okay. 
He's like, okay, so pretend the chair is a crib. Um, we'll put um, Issa down there. And then the scene is you're leaving the bo- abusive boyfriend. I was oh, like, oh my shit. gosh. He's like, yes. You turn around, you look back, you want to make sure he's still sleeping. You yeah. look at your baby and you're like, we're going to leave tonight. Yeah. I was like, okay. So then you grab her. Stand here, your next mark. You're yeah. like contemplating. You're yeah. like, oh, I'm finally leaving. And then the next scene, I had to sit down and I'm like pretending I'm in a car, a taxi cab, holding my baby with like a sigh of relief and just like so happy we're, we've left. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I put Issa down. I'm like, okay, I don't even know what I'm doing. Put her up. I'm like, oh, is he sleeping? <laughs> Are you asleep? <laughs> holding. I was like, okay, what's my next mark? And they're like, whoa, that's like raw emotion. Can we do it again? Because um, you're blocking your face with you sex. I'm just holding your like, <laughs> You're just like flailing her around. <laughs> oh, walking down, tossing her in the air. Uh, so we do it again. The scene is like Issa had to be sitting down, yeah. but she kept like, she's still learning to sit, mm-hmm. so she's just like bobble-heading <laughs> yeah. around. So I finally get her sitting, and this is the second one. Um, and I went to go pick her up and this is be a sad scene. Yeah. So I'm like trying to channel my grandma again. And Issa's smiling. She's like, <laughs> she's like I'm on. <laughs> so I thought it was just so funny. So I'm like smiling, looking to see if my boyfriend's asleep. Oh no. She ruined it. <laughs> and she's just shot. like pulling my hair as we're in the taxi cab. Yeah. It's like, oh, could we do that again? It's like, I'm getting the emotion here, but yeah. you keep blocking your face with Issa. It's like, yeah. Issa's the one who's going, like, putting my hair <laughs> in my face. And they're like, I just had this idea. The next time you do it, look at the camera and think about moving forward. Oh, shit. Damn. And you're moving forward. I was like. He modified that scene okay. for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Issa still is smiling her pats off. Yeah. Totally. That's amazing. I'm, her, I'm looking at the boyfriend. We're in the car and I'm like, <laughs> and they're like and and scene and they're like that's that was, amazing it's like slow like, clap oh, thank you <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay cool I was like see you later it's like really fun that's amazing yes yeah, but so, you did too right there I did too that's I'm a natural clearly natural. all those improv classes have paid off <laughs> all those three improv classes I'm so impressed that's yeah, amazing it's so good so when do you find out if you got the part? Um, I don't know, but end of the month is when they start uh, doing all their casting calls. So do you know what it was for? I'm not sure. So I'm guessing it's like it a is. PSA, but it's PSA. like a big commercial, they said. I'm so excited. Oh my god, imagine. <laughs> I want that one with the boyfriend scene. <laughs> Leaving the husband. <laughs> oh, is he sleeping? And moving forward. <laughs> We're moving forward, Isa. <laughs> Baby, it's okay. I got to get you a yellow packaging t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and all the additions you're going to go to. you be famous. That's awesome. That's like yeah. a, an amazing story. Yeah. Issa's going to have to earn her keep now. I'm so excited to, to hear that. More of that's these. awesome. Yeah. So good. So we'll see. I'll well, let you know. Yeah, that's nice. And in that casting call was the request for like oh, to have was... like an ethnic or Asian specific person in, in yeah, this commercial? Yeah, there was. It was... Um, Asian or Caucasian. Oh, Asian. So, what does that mean? Like, no blacks? Be... No Hispanics? <laughs> yep. That's weird. I wonder is why. It? Maybe this one's, um, the target market is Asians and Caucasians, and they have a different PSA <laughs> oh, for <laughs> Southeast Asians, etc. That's so rude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but there are a lot of cute babies. Did you feel, <laughs> like, did you so feel intimidated? Fresh. I uh, know. 
like I was thinking there'd be a lot of show moms, which there were some, um, but they were for like another commercial. Yeah. Um, but there's this one mom. She was extra loud, but she just wanted everyone to know that she did not sleep last night. We did not have a good sleep. <laughs> it's like extremely vocal. <laughs> she was talking to some lady and she's like, we did not have a good sleep. We didn't sleep well last night. It's like, fuck, we all haven't slept well for, I don't know, a couple exactly. months anyway. Cry me a river, lady. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I look like this. I'm not sleeping. There's, there's oh, no yeah. crying in baseball. <laughs> and commercials. In commercial and sports. Yeah. No crying in sports. So yeah, that's something we did. And um, maybe we'll do more of it. Yeah, I think you should. It's find new thing, new avenues to go down. Yeah, plus it's content for Yellow Package. Yeah, exactly. We're just going to do stuff for this podcast. Totally, it's now. all for awareness. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of, um, you know, you becoming a, oh. a, a Asian actor in, in oh, Western. Oh, Asian in Hollywood, <laughs> yes. Asian in Hollywood. We know that um, Crazy Rich Asians is yes. all the buzz right now. And obviously we have to talk about it considering the whole buzz around it is what we talk about and what our podcast is all yeah, about is Asian trying to give like Asian representation, mm-hmm. giving Western Asians like us a, a, a face, um, a voice in today's society. And, yeah. you know, Crazy Rich Asians is kind of the stepping stone, so to speak, of, of putting us on the map. Finally, again, yeah. was it like 25 years totally, after yeah, Toilet exactly. Club? Yeah. So have you seen Crazy Rich Asians yet? No, I do want to see it. Yeah. Okay, now do you f- feel like you want to see it because you need to support That's that like it's an all-Asian cast? But or do you feel like you yes. need to watch it because but you want to watch it? It's because of that. I was like thinking about what I watched. If it was an all-white person cast... I don't think I'd even watch. Crazy white Asians? I mean, that's like every other movie. I'm, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Crazy white whiteies? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I guess then I would watch it. <laughs> uh, no, like rom-coms, I guess depending, they yeah. aren't really like my thing. Yeah, totally. So So you want to watch it more in like salt for solidarity. For sure. For in re- support. In support, yeah. Yeah. Do you, I feel like Crazy I Rich Asians. I do that Asians. a lot though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, like, I'll watch stupid stuff, like, Fresh Off the Boat. Just to support it. Just to support it. I PVR'd it. I won't watch it. But I think they get ratings still, right? If if they're PVR'd. I don't know. I don't have a PVR. I'm not rich like that. Oh, this is about me then. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) We have cable. I was going to say, I think Crazy Rich Asians is, like, the Black Panther. For, you know what I mean? <laughs> but that's, like, a certain type of Asian. Yeah. Like, that's not for the majority of Asians. Totally. My cousin Gerald, he saw it. Yeah. And he was, like, his friend Victor got the jokes. Yeah. But he didn't get a lot of it. Because Victor is... He's Chinese. He's Chinese, got it. So he's Chinese. He kind of got the jokes yeah. and kind of, like, um, yeah. I guess, tradition or... What's the word I'm looking for? Customs. Yeah, customs. Yeah. Um, Filipinos the culture, aren't cultural traditions. Yes. Yeah. And then Filipinos are a little bit different. There's some things he missed totally. on that. I forgot he said he missed out on, but uh, now I want to see if the, I would have like the same disconnect. If you can relate to it. Yeah. Well, even like in our podcast and stuff, when I talk about things that like I go through from cultural traditions that I don't agree with, like you, you, you have our time relating to, to some of the oh, stuff that's that I true. to, right? So yeah. I feel like, and I think, yeah, it's, I think, I think what people fail to understand is that you could call it crazy rich Asians, but really it's crazy rich, like East Asians. Yeah. Right. I mean, there is within Asia alone, there's so many different cultures and there's so many different races and, and tr- like, you know, like ethnicities and stuff. And I just feel like 
to say Asians as a blanket term isn't really doing a lot of the races in Asia justice. And yeah. I feel like a lot of Southeast Asians don't really get a lot of representation either. I think right now a lot of like the focus is on like East Asians. So, you know, you're Chinese, you're Japanese, you're Korean, you know, but there's not really a lot of um, widespread representation for like Filipinos, for yeah. um, Cambodians, Cambodians yeah. yeah, Indonesians, like that kind, you know. So it's it's interesting that although like Crazy Rich Asians is putting Asians, the Asians as a whole on the map, as like we're we're just like you, <laughs> you know. But I don't think it's really getting to the the real representation of who we as a Chinese as a as a Filipino, you know. Yeah. Are. Well, maybe this is just like an introduction. Mm-hmm. But they did get a Filipino person to play somebody. I um they did they did have like, Filipino representation in the movie. There's, um... Was he Filipino person? I playing think, a Filipino I, I haven't person? seen it, so I don't oh, know. Okay. But I heard him on... He did an interview on the podcast Homophilia, and he was talking about, like, his role and stuff. And it was really cute. He's like, he brought his mom into and everything. Aww. And I was like, oh, that's really adorable. And he was, like, imitating her with uh, the Filipino Aww. accent. It's like the movies. Yeah, <laughs> he was doing all that stuff. Celebrities. But, but regardless, yeah, I feel like, you know, it's 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 a win for us. Yeah, you know? I agree. And it's like you know, Asians are attractive. Male Asians are attractive. They're not yeah, just that like you're. And yeah, I, I I think it's great, but I am conflict. I am quite conflicted in whether or not I want to watch it because I don't feel like it gives a good representation of who I am as a Chinese person. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're kind of taking like a stereotype of Chinese people or whatever and running with it, you know. And I feel like. I know Western society isn't really, like, ready. Western society being, like, non-Asians are ready to see Asians in a different kind of limelight. I think they need to make it more palatable for the mass audiences first before they throw they throw media, like, not media, but, like, people into the deep end of things. I thought Joy Luck Club would have done yeah. something like that. Joy Luck Club kind of did that, it but... did it really. Yeah, it but, just stopped. But I thought a movie like that would have been more, like, paving the way. Yeah, totally. There's actually a movie that was filmed in Vancouver called Double Happiness with Sandra Oh. She plays like a, it's like a Chinese family in Vancouver, essentially. Okay, I and think I've seen it. That, I think, is like the type of, I feel like that did a really good um, blend of, like, it was a Chinese family. Yeah. But they weren't rich. They were like middle class, you know, ha- having to like work, you know, and like strive to be successful in Vancouver. And also, like, the cultural clash between, like, Sandra O's character who, you know, she's, like, trying to deal with the family expectations of, like, you know, she wants, she's she's an aspiring actor. Yeah. And they want her to date, like, a Chinese person, but she wants to date, like, an Asian person, you know? So there's all these really, like, I feel like that, like, if anybody's listening, you should watch Double Happiness if you can. Because that's a true representation of how I feel like Asians should be portrayed in media. Chinese people whatever okay so i did see this movie yeah. and i didn't finish watching no because you thought you didn't, you couldn't relate or because it, it was this is probably i was maybe i don't know 17 okay, or something yeah. it was on tv yeah you're just like what is this boring bit. yeah it's yeah. <laughs> like oh change the channel yeah. but i remember saying oh vancouver yeah and then Sandra O from sideways i recommend if you have any opportunity to watch it you should watch it yeah it's, i feel like that's how it should be done but yeah um that being said that's the thing though with because for being asian yeah 
and we don't have a lot of representation in the media, in television, in movies. It's almost like you latch on to what's there, too. Yeah, totally, right? Exactly. So it's like, I will watch the most stupidest things Mm -hmm. because it's there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want to support. Yeah. And and it's not just like Asians, it's Southeast Asians too. Like an mm-hmm. example is the Mindy Project. Yeah. I don't think that's like a very funny show. No. Uh, I like Mindy Kaling. Yeah. But that show, it, to me, is not It's that kind of great. garbage. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Speaking of which too, like a little bit sidetracked. Um, when someone says they like the Big Bang Theory, yeah. do you automatically judge them? No, and but be like uh, our comedy taste is definitely going to be different. Um, We're like, oh, I love Two and a Half Men. It's yeah. like, oh, then any recommendation from you is going to be like, wah, wah. I don't judge them in that way, but I do think like I don't see what they, I don't see what you see in terms of like yeah. why it's so good because it's shit. It's shit. I think any kind of comedy that has a laugh track in it is garbage. <laughs> I hate laugh tracks. Like, what's another one that's like bad? Is the Two Broke something? Oh, like? that's the one. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Ter- if someone so likes that show, I'm like, mm. That's why I don't understand. Like, why do people like those? Like, how it's did it on for so long? Yeah, exactly. And I know, like, a lot of people in Asia really like those shows. Like, they like that. They like, what, well, don't trust the, the, the yeah, bee in the Yeah, that one I don't whatever. get. Yeah. So my cousin really liked that show. I watched it. I couldn't get the... into it. Yeah. Like, all those shows I couldn't get into. I feel like it's just a type of comedy that people like. Oh, here's another thing. I tried to watch Kim's Convenience oh, Store. Oh, I couldn't watch that. Just for support. It's like, oh. It's the accents that, that it ruined it. It is the accents. And I don't think the acting is that great either. Yeah. And I feel I, like. I'm there to support. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, but that's the thing. It's like, if I, if I support it, am I only um, further, like, not influencing, but like, supporting that this is, this is the right type of Asian media. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? The way I see it, it's like I'm supporting a show about yeah but that exactly. has asian actors so that it. if you support then it gives us more room to yeah. to do more and asian there's things. more like opportunity for that totally i hear um, you but yeah it's it's so awful i'm conflicted like and like i not only do i feel that way i feel that way with like asians in media but i also feel that with gays in like media too you know what i mean and i feel like i have a hard time like with like like queer eye for the queer eye what, what, you don't for, like that show i haven't watched it yet and i'm so good i'm kind of resisting because i feel like once again, it falls on gay stereotypes, you know, like good dressers, you know, and, and no, you need this. to watch it. It's I, know, not like that. I know, it's I know, I gotta, not, I know, I maybe gotta watch the it. early two thousand one, yeah. the original. I never really watched that one. Yeah, uh, is more like that. Yeah, but this one's like totally different. It's okay. so good. I know people were telling me it's like it's meant to make you cry. Essentially, oh my gosh, crying all the time, like <laughs> every single episode. Come and finds me just like, oh. yeah, it's I'll watch good. it, but I just I have a hard time. Like I don't like to. I don't like to further enforce stereotypes that I don't relate to. You know what I mean? And I feel like if I watch something, I think you're I'm just... judging before True. you even know. Touche. Same with Crazy Rich Asians. I'm judging before I've seen it. Yeah, because you already had sort of like an issue against that. Remember yeah. when he was at Indigo? Yeah. Who? The author. He James Chu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. James Chu's doing yeah. the speaking. And totally. Like, no, I don't yeah, want to go. Won't, and I, don't, I didn't want to go for that reason. I just, I don't know. I just want to see like, what he wanted to had to say about it. Yeah. Like, maybe his inspiration from the book. Maybe it actually stems from something that he's experienced. As a crazy rich Asian? As a crazy, or like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's like his story. You know what I mean? His fictional story. His fiction. Well, maybe there's some truth from it. Yeah. From like his upbringing. I don't know yeah. if he's a crazy rich. Yeah. Well, he's Mofo. crazy rich now. Now oh, he has a catching, movie. Oh, catching, catching. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, okay, well, I do, like, I'm not saying I'm against all, like, Asians that do that. Like, I think Eddie Wong is a prime example of, yeah, like, an I, Asian that I can relate to. He's he's genuine. He he comes from a side that isn't, like, privileged, you yeah. know? And I feel like, I feel like Asians really need that kind of voice to really, to give he's a, a better perspective. He's a little more relatable, yeah, too. Yeah, he's relatable. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think I relate more to Eddie Wong because I'm not, like, this privileged asian person you know what i mean no, like his I parents struggled. came they worked really hard yeah they put him through school totally so um my cousin trevor pointed me to an uh a, this podcast called the bill simmons podcast mm. it's mainly a i think Sports. it's a, bas- a sport like basketball yeah. or baseball the sport the, it's, it's the... actually mostly basketball <laughs> the guy wrote a book about yeah basketball basketball stuff <laughs> i don't know i don't you know sports whatever <laughs> but go sports he talked to Eddie Wong about, like, all the stuff that was going on. And as you know, Eddie Wong, if you don't know, Eddie Wong is, he's uh, a restaurant owner first. He has a famous restaurant in New York called Bauhaus. And then he started doing um, a lot of, like, uh, food segments and, like, cultural segments for Vice Media. He did, um, like, the munchies. He did um, the thing where he, Vice followed him to Taiwan. And he kind of gave him, like, his... his yeah, Wong's World. Wong's World, Yeah. And so after that, he released a book called Fresh Off the Boat, as you all, or if you don't know, now you know. It's about his, like, kind of like his life story being an Asian moving to America, so to speak. So it's a, it's real, it's relatable, and it's not a stereotypical perspective. Yeah. So I guess... I listened to that podcast. Yeah, too. it was a really good podcast. So he had some, I like, everything he said, like, about his work. I felt really relatable. Like I could really relate to it. And so one of the questions was Bill Simmons brings up some, um, brings up some questions in regards to Asian representation in media and how that relates back to crazy rich Asians. And then he was, Bill Simmons was saying how like a lot of the current Asian celebrities like David Chang, who's also a celebrity, not yeah. celebrity chef, but like a, a well-known recognized chef and John Cho, who's a, a famous Asian artist. Um, who those two and other Asian celebrities feel like they need to boycott it due to the inaccurate and skewed portrayal of Asians. Um, to quote, Bill Simmons calls that um, like Asians saying we're here, but we're not here in the right way. In yeah. other words, like crazy rich Asians isn't really giving the right type of um, portrayal of who us as an Asian collective are. Um, Eddie, res- Eddie responded to that, obviously. And he said um, to quote, we are in the ice age of Asian American media still. But then his question back to Bill Simmons was, but can we make this in our voice, in our skin, in America? That has been the challenge. It's never been something I had to prove. I always knew we could, but in America, you have to kind of do it their way, which is true. You know, like if you, if you brought like a really good, like Chinese movie, for example, and brought it to America, which they have done from time to time. Yeah. It's always been edited to meet, Western standards or also Western whitewash it. They yeah, put, whitewash it. Um, what's her face as the lead role? Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, like Scarlett that, right? Johansson, yeah. So, um, I feel like with Asian, when when you try and do something that's more niche, there's there's a lot of money at stake, obviously, right? So, when big production companies try to like ensure that they're not risking anything, they have to like make sure that it like meets mainstream checks expectations. All the boxes, yeah, checks yeah. all the boxes. But in my question, I'm wondering, are we really, do we really feel like society is that stupid that they would have a hard time processing that Asians can be just like everyone else in media and that they can produce movies without having to be whitewashed? Like, are we really that 
not we, but is Western society really that dumb that they can't they can't process that kind of you know that kind of film without having to edit it or like make it more consume consumable for a Western palate? I don't know. I think it's it's just a really weird thing. Like, why do we have to whitewash something? It's a little more digestible. But is it really though? It is. We've seen Asians in like two categories. Yeah. Like kung fu. Yeah. Or like nerdy Asian. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Right. And now you want to put them as a lead, even if they're a really good actor. Like yeah. you're not going to make the lead. But what is it that that they just have a hard time like processing or accepting? Is what I'm trying to figure oh, out now. It's like, well, if I don't know then. It's like, I think like we we tiptoe around it and we're so scared that people won't accept it. But what if we just like why why can't we just do it? You know what I mean? Like well, why do you have to? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question too. It's something we're not used to seeing for sure. I don't think so at all. And I think it's like I think we're just too afraid to actually just. I think they've tried to like how about Walking Dead they had the Korean actor yeah, and he's he a good. really good actor he became famous but, because of that well after that show he got nothing there's oh, wait, no leads yeah. what's his name something Park Steve Steve Yoon Steve Yoon is that his name but yeah. uh, he's a good actor yeah definitely I think he, and he's he created he created a lot of fame he put Asians on the map as like like handsome sexual beings you know what I mean yeah and but still like he's he's still having to struggle like every he other he struggles yeah um because he, like Stephen Ewan, he still goes for like low sidekick roles yeah. he'll audition mm-hmm. for. And he'll see, what's that guy's name from Mad TV, that really loud Asian guy? I don't know his name, but I remember. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. They're going for the same part. Totally, yeah, yeah. I think I think he mentioned that in that interview with Conan O'Brien or something yeah. like that, yeah. So um, it's like, even though he's out there he's it's, sexy yeah. he's like all these things but he's, he's still, still niche can't... it's still a small market yeah. he still has to compete with it right it's yeah it's crazy i i feel like we need to like get on board and like we are so like eddie wong said we are in the ice age in terms of asian media representation and we need to really like like fast forward to modern times and it's Maybe really it's more up. movies like rich crazy, yeah. crazy rich asians yeah more yeah so in response to that like just so yeah. What you just said, um, Eddie Wong says, like, in regards to like his his show that is is not his show, but like he sold the rights to that show, Fresh Off the Boat. He said, "I felt a lot of responsibility when we did Fresh Off the Boat. I did it. I had a lot of hesitation, but I knew we need to get it on base. Just like it is very important, Chris, Crazy Rich Asians is out. But I flamed my own show because I was like, I'm going to take it. I'm going to get on base. But I'm telling you, I shouldn't have to go opposite field on this one. So in other words, he's saying like, yeah, like I." I knew that creating a TV series for Fresh Off the Boat and having it turn out the way it was was not the right thing to do. Yeah. But I did it because I needed to get Asian media representation out and out there, right? And that was similar response. He feels like Crazy Rich Asians is doing the same thing. It's like, yeah, I don't support it, but we need it out there so that people can get used to seeing Asian faces yeah. in mass media. But his response to that is, like, with his show, he... I think he wrote like a really angry email to the producer, Nanachka, I think that's her name is. But he's saying he shouldn't have to do that. No. We're all on the same side, but I'm forced to do this to you because you're doing it the wrong way and you're giving us the wrong type of reputation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's really crazy that like... He admitted to... Yeah, he he admitted to it. Wait, he totally admitted. He took no... He took no like... He took all the blame on it. And I think it's just crazy that like in today's modern society, we have to fight each other. Just to just to give 
just to prove accurate representation of who we are. Like, we're on the same side, and yet we're fighting against each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, are you in it for the money? Or are you in it for, like, to put people to put people like us on the map? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I find it, it's, it's just really fucked up that that's the way it is right now with Asian media. So that's why I'm conflicted with Crazy Rich Asians, because yes, I want to support it, but no, I don't want to support the stereotype that's enforcing. Yeah. I, I hear you. I'm there for the support. All the <laughs> yeah, totally. it, it could be a misrep. It probably it really is for yeah. the majority of Asians, yeah. but yeah. that's like a very like small percentage that yeah. probably lives like that. Totally. Um, just to give some facts about Crazy Rich Asians, because um, it just came out last Friday, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so it went on to gross twenty five point two million. Yeah. And it's opening weekend for a five day total of thirty four million. So I think. They originally slotted this as like a $12 million thing. So it definitely did way beyond what was expected. It finished first at the box office. And to top that off, 38% of its audience was Asian, which was the highest makeup for a film in the previous three years, which is really great. You know, I that mean, awesome. Asians are recognized. They recognize that they need Asian representation in media and they're supporting it. Just like, just like we're talking about right now. Like we're, we're talking about how do we support it without like, you know, and without, I heard some people had bought like a shitload yeah, of tickets totally. and just started handing it totally, out. Totally, which is great. I, I, it's like I said, I feel like this is like it's like the pe- the Black Panther for Asians. Yeah. you know what I mean. It's like we're supporting it because we want to see us put in a better viewpoint. You know what yeah. I mean. So I think it's doing a really good, great job that way. Just to throw out some more quotes of what Eddie Wong said in regards to Crazy Rich Asians, um, he says, "I think with Crazy Rich Asians, the Asians that are projected are very successful, very smart." High test scores, wealthy at times. Those are the Asians that Asians want to see. But there are a lot of poor Asians in America, especially Southeast Asians, that don't get that much reputation. Um, yeah, so I think that's very true. Like, while this could be part of who Asians are, the reality is the majority of Asians aren't, you know, the, the wealthy, rich Asians that you yeah. see on media. We are so much more diverse. We, we come from so many different backgrounds that to call that Asian is, is what I have an issue with. Just one more quote. I think this this is what I want to end with on this topic. So Eddie Wong says, It is really interesting to be like, you have to support this movie and this type of Asian. That feels very strange. He then says, I just hope that Crazy Rich Asians opens the door for more voices as opposed to this voice and this face. And my response to that is, is Western society ready for a more diverse Asian voice? Is our podcast and people like Eddie Wong and David Chang... Um, the type of people that are starting to create that voice, mm. you know, the more diverse, the more real, the more authentic, the more quote unquote street. You know what I mean? I think like there's a lot of pressure right now to join that bandwagon of, you know, yeah, support Asians by go watching this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I watch this movie, does that mean that I, I believe that this is how Asians should be represented? Yeah, no, I think you're right. You just made me think about something else too. Like there's yeah. a lot of really cool Asians, people um, in Vancouver, they're doing yeah. really cool things. Totally. Like Dixon Lai. Yeah. You know the one. Anyways, they're doing really cool stuff. Yeah. So they put on really cool events too. Like first generations Asians, you know, like we are the ones that have the power right now to kind of create a voice. And I feel like with our podcast and stuff like that, that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what I'm trying to create is more awareness around what a real Asian, like, yeah, real Asian is. Like from a Chinese perspective, from a Filipino perspective, you yeah. know? When Issa grows up, she'll be Chinese, Filipino, two different Asian cultures yeah. in, in one body. So I feel like this is this is our time to really give a more louder voice to people like us. It feels like a, a really good time to do it. Too. Totally. Because um, I think, you know, 
growing up in, you know, in the neighborhoods we grew up in, yeah. it's mostly white people. Predominantly white, yeah. So for us to feel comfortable to do what we want to do, yeah. you don't feel that space to. And all yeah. your friends are white. You never, for yeah. me, like I never felt that comfortable. Totally. You always felt like you stood out, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. But now. Stood out or you're like left out. And you don't have a lot of representation in media too. So it's like. all. Yeah. The, but nowadays, like there is more of an Asian face in media you know, with like this commercial, for example, that oh you're going to star us. in. Yeah. I look forward to seeing your, uh, your Emmy. Thank nominee. you. Yes. <laughs> for that one commercial. And the single tier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's kind of what I want to talk about in a nutshell. Support it, but question, ask why. Yeah. And you know what? I wouldn't limit yourself to just supporting no, this movie. Totally. There's maybe art shows. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot in the city. Totally. Donate to our podcast. Yeah. Rate us on iTunes. <laughs> Rate us on iTunes. We're not asking for money. All we're asking for is a review on iTunes, okay? It doesn't cost you anything. Maybe like five minutes of your time. Five minutes? Make it two minutes. Two minutes, yeah. She's trying to write a lot. Yeah. Great show. <laughs> Period. Done. Five stars. Thanks. You want us to get big? You want us to give you a voice? This is what you got to do. Maybe we'll bribe you once we have all yeah, our sponsorships exactly. in. Yeah. Fisherman's uh. Friends. Thank you very much for waiting on that. Thank you, thank you. Some cornets. Some corn nuts. Corn nuts and, you know, all that good stuff. So, yeah. Um, cool. Back to local news. Local news. Well. It's hazy as fuck in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Me and Issa, we're, in, we're on lockdown for, yeah. like, the past three days. Okay. So, this is my recommendation. Yeah. I'll just jump into that because it ties okay. into the smoke thing. Sweet There's a website called um, Breezometer. Yeah. It gives you real-time <laughs> air quality updates. And they tell you, like, you should go out, limit yeah. your activity, um, so the last two days, it was like teeter-tottering around yeah. 10. So oh, yeah. It was like at 10. Like, 10 like, and then on. last night, it was like 7 quality. Yeah. So 0 to 100, 100 yeah. being the best. We were at 17. Mm-hmm. And then we were at 10 plus. It's like, do not leave the house. Close all your windows. Which is pretty fucked up that. I felt like last year wasn't that bad. No, I don't think it was that bad last year either. This year was probably the worst. Um, it's funny. Like, even with that, all this stuff, I didn't really change any of my routines like i was still biking to work and stuff you probably have the black glove. i probably do so you know whatever <laughs> yeah well me and Issa were just like yeah oh. and then coleman just took us to the mall yeah. <laughs> to metro town no we went to park royal oh nice um just enjoyed their air condition finally got out of the house i was like thank you so much coleman i love the mall <laughs> small rats yeah exactly do you go to colonel's <laughs> no oh, it's, it's only about garrett's popcorn oh, right now right 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 so, so is that your like? That's is that my your sweet? sweet. That's my sweet. My that's recommendation your... okay. is Bridgemeter and also um, places like the library and the mall for AC. Nice. And no one bothers a mom. You can fucking loiter there yeah, as long totally. as you want. I think like a lot of malls are mom friendly now. Oh, you know what? The Park Royal has a fit and shop or something like that. You go there at nine thirty and yeah. you do workouts in the mall that's crazy it is nuts okay well if we're talking about sweet then my sweet is this website called let's go biking.net okay um it's essentially a website that gives you all the bike bike lanes all the bike routes that you could take in vancouver so oh if nice if you're ever looking for a bike route or something like that just hit up that website and then it'll give you all the like, the fun little bike trails that you can take essentially in and around vancouver Oh, cool. I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah, you can Fantastic. save it. Just go check it out. It's 
www.letsgobiking.net www yeah so that's cool. that's my recommendation do they not have an instagram i don't think so no it's too it's, much work. it's all naps um yeah also it's dinner on blanc today oh yeah today being what august 23rd 23rd you know it's it's white people and white clothes <laughs> as i told you earlier there's some Asians there. <laughs> yeah, you know what happens? They get lynched. <laughs> Just kidding, they don't. It's kind of funny. I, I like that there's an event, like it's, you know, outdoor picnic. Yeah. But the whole premise is, it's kind of outrageous. Yeah, totally. Bit. It's kind of bougie. It is it's definitely very Vancouver, bougie. though. It's a worldwide event. Oh. They do it everywhere. Well, I... Then it's not Vancouver. It's not very Vancouver. Then it's no, it's just... not just not very Vancouver at all. The thing is, you can have it catered. Like you can order their picnic baskets, so you don't have to bring yeah. your own food. But the whole thing of like, um, first you got to wear all white. Yeah. Second, you got to bring your table tablecloth. Yeah, exactly. Chairs yeah. and your own food. Exactly. Cutlery, etc. And then <laughs> at the end of the night. You just pack all your shit. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is the point in that? I guess it's like something for people to do. Like, I get it. I don't want to be like a negative Nancy. It is very like bougie boo because you can't just show up. Yeah. Like, hey, I got my table. It's like a secret meetup spot. Secret meetup spot. You don't know the location until you, the day. Yeah, the day. And then um, you have to get an invite. Well, I hope they're they're choking on some smog right now. I (laughs) I hope their clothes are all ashy. I hope they're so black they have to go to the Say Noir. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, they had a, a Noir one. Yeah. Remember yeah. we went to the first one? Oh, yeah. That's right. We went together. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. Yeah. At Crab Park. That's more like my speed anyway. Yeah, totally. Just like a picnic. Rebel. Rebel against the norm. <laughs> if you were going to really rebel against the norm, you'd show up to that party in, <laughs> in black, black with your black picnic totally. blankets. They'd probably boot you out. And be like, fuck you. Yeah, totally. Okay, so, so what's your sour? Sour. Uh, you have to have a sour. I don't have a sour. The sour was just like the smog. It is global warming. Yeah. Let's just be all clear totally. that it's real. It's because of global warming that this smog is just hanging around. Like, if the polar ice caps were at a, a stable place, yeah. that w- that wind stream would be pushing all that stuff away. But because the polar ice caps have shrunk down to the size that they are. We're not getting the proper airflow that we need to push all this stuff out. It totally makes sense. This is going to be our norm now. I know. It's like, I felt like it was bad last year. This year was even worse. And I feel like I shouldn't forget that August is smog month, essentially. Oh, no. I hope that's not a thing. Smogist. Smogist. <laughs> oh, it's smogist again. Damn yeah. it. Totally. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it sucks. Okay. My um, sour... Yeah, is BC Transit, the transit system, the bus specifically, and how unreliable it is and how outdated the systems are, essentially. So we had planned to meet at 6.30. It's true. I did not get to your place until like a little after 7 because Mm -hmm. I was standing outside waiting for a fucking bus. And I checked Google Maps and Google Maps said the bus should be here in five minutes. Five minutes pass, no bus comes around. Okay, next bus comes, another five minutes, another five minutes comes, no bus. Another five minutes, no bus. Oh no. So I kept waiting, and at this point, I could have easily just walked over to yeah, your place. Yeah, 20 minutes. But according to Google Maps, everything was on time. Damn it, Google Maps. And Keep- I'm just like, it's, it's like, I don't know, 
like there's live GPS tracking on those buses. But and there is. In this situation, all of a sudden the GPS tracking wasn't working. <laughs> and that's why I'm so frustrated with like how unreliable our transit system is and how just how dated it is. You're also coming from you just came back from Tokyo. Yeah. Where everything is like on time, yeah. precise. Exactly. It's like come on. Get your shit together. Please. Like, you want people to take the bus more? Then why don't you become more reliable? Yeah, you know what? I have a different experience at the bus. <laughs> I love it. You love it? I oh, do. That's good. Because it hasn't also, let you down. It hasn't let me down yet. I just don't like the number 20 bus. Yeah. That's the only one. Don't ever take that bus. Got it. I think if you need to be somewhere good. on time and you need to be precise, don't rely on transit. I think that's what I've come to understand. And as I was heading here today in a, in a car share, in an Evo, I was like, Oh, you did end up not taking the bus? No, I told you I'm hopping in Evo because I couldn't wait. Oh. I was like, it's either I wait for a bus that's not going to show up. I walk over the bridge and be sweaty and like 30 minutes late. Or I hop in an Evo that's like a five minute walk away and just speed over to you. And so I took the Evo. I'm like, the Evo is there. I'm in oh. control of how fast I want to go. Yeah, you are. So I got here in like five minutes. Well, there's your recommendation. There you go. That's my recommendation. Your sour gave yeah, you a sweet. Exactly. So that's so shitty. Sorry, we ate without you. Yeah, but I still got to eat, so that's all that matters. And I yeah. got to see my little chancho. Yeah, I you missed her so too. much. Oh, I know. But she yeah, missed you too. So, anyways, I guess that's episode nineteen in a nutshell. But what was your sweet? Your sweet was Evo. No, it was the website. Oh, the website. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> baby brain. <laughs> I'm an actor now. I don't need to worry about <laughs> yeah, these kind clearly. of things. Yeah, clearly. Call your agent. <laughs> Your My assistant. People will call your, your personal people. assistant. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah, famous. Okay, well, I'm glad that we got to record an episode. Yeah. It's been too long and I'll try and get this out for our all our, you know, two listeners. Two and a half. Maybe. Three. Three. Remember my sister. Oh yeah, your sister, yeah. And, then, and your brother. My brother? Yeah, your brother. <laughs> my <sometimes>. brother. <laughs> your husband. Yeah, my brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess okay. that kind of Wraps up episode that 19 concludes. in a nutshell. Do you want to drum us off? Yellow packaging. Episode 19. Woo! Rate and review us on iTunes. Bye. Bye-bye.